0: Hello and welcome back to a Josh Kelly special. It's uh, Supercoach Inside here. My name is Ben. And I'm Chris. And Swizz is hanging out somewhere local. Swizz, are you there?
1: I am here down at Ringwood Station tonight. Um, If I was a local DJ, I'd say come down and get some prizes, but uh, we don't have the budget for that. So I'll just say Hello. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yes, um, the fi- and the, yeah, the prize that Swizzo's offering there and giving away is the five finger special. <laughs> um, anyway, look, it is is this is the Josh Kelly special. Thank you for those that have reached out, uh, Chris. We've got fifty lashes. I think it's only fitting because
2: Josh. I, I actually like to call it the one forty-seven lashes. I don't know if you heard uh, that.
0: Oh, see that's what I was going to say because he just keeps on on whipping me each week. Yes. Yeah, he does, Josh fucking Kelly. Um. Now, I brought him into Team Unity this week and put a VC on him because the first time he was playing in Team Unity, so the Community League, and I put a VC, I told Chris, I said, get on board, mate, VC Josh Kelly, because knowing my luck, he's going big, and
2: he did. Yeah, it was great. I actually really enjoyed Josh, watching Josh Kelly. He actually he played keeps, a stupidly
0: good game. He keeps
2: kicking goals. <laughs> he's a goal-kicking midfielder
0: more than ever. Like, another two goals. Every time he kicks two goals, he's going massive. And I'm like, oh, it's fine. He won't kick two goals every week. And then he does. From the boundary, even.
1: How good, how good was one of those goals as well? <laughs> football, what a fucking star. Oh, yeah. Was That's it as a, good
0: as Nick Nui's kick from the boundary, though? Uh
2: yeah, we're a, not talking but, about what good. That was a good day. Oh, <laughs> <Well, laughs> from a
0: Richmond fan. I forgot, Swizz, mate. That was a great last quarter. Uh, I don't know
1: what you're talking about. I turned it off for 10 minutes ago.
0: Like, it was like watching the Titanic in quicksand in slow motion. It was literally... It was the
2: opposite of what happened between Collingwood and Melbourne, right?
0: <laughs> I thought Collingwood were actually in a lot of trouble...
2: And I was it's like, not. oh, here
0: he come the Ds, and the Ds are ahead, and they're about to steamroll them next minute. Oh, Collingwood's up by a little bit. Oh, that's fine. Ds will come out you know next when, minute.
2: You know when you're watching, but you're not really watching because you're on your phone? That's what I was doing at that point. I'm like, oh, yeah, here we go. So I'm just playing a game on my phone, not even really watching. And then I'm like, hold on, we're back on here.
0: What game are you playing? Is it the Tinder game? Uh, <laughs> oh, yes, I'm playing this I'm, game. It's a swipe right. It's the, it's the old scrolly lefty, scrolly righty. <laughs> Anyway, um let's go into yeah,
1: yeah. By the way, hit us up if you want us to do a Tinder episode while Chris Chris uh checked out his local uh, <laughs> we, the ladies
2: uh... we did actually discuss that. We we that's did a little hilarious.
0: impromptu one, I think, last week. Chris was uh, straight off the stream and onto the onto the swipes and we did a little running commentary. I I don't know. It's a great idea, Swiz, but after Chris nearly ran his mouth, I think, last week. Um
2: <laughs> <It's> the, definitely <laughs> not gonna be G rated that's that's the problem.
0: Yes, and we need another monitor, like, like another Webcam for that one. We so do. anyway,
2: all good. Uh, yes. So where do we start, guys? Um, obviously, round fourteen this week, the hardest buy. How are you guys all looking in terms of uh, players on field after your trades this week?
0: Uh, for me, uh, um, go, I'll just. I think I'll have hopefully seventeen or eighteen. I'm going to work pretty hard to do so. I think I'm going. Um, with an upgrade, so Dangerfield in, and um, newsflash, I got rid of the Zorkmaster last week. Ooh. Um, only because I stuffed up, which I go through in my team reveal, I wasn't really paying attention, and then my loophole kind of closed, and if I wanted to field 18, I had to get rid of Zorko, and that's where I ended up. So, look, for me, I think I should have 17 or 18, hopefully. Again, who knows as far as teams are named. I think I would have had 18 if... um. <laughs> Reeves Mike,
1: a was played. Meal thing? oh he is <laughs> ordering
2: get in there. yeah make that a double yeah you're right get in there swizz i
1: get
0: <laughs> it swizz you need to you need to name drop supercoach insider so we can buy it for you
2: yeah do we have a do we have a supercoach insider special there or? <laughs> that's fantastic um yeah uh, so, all right so um, what, what did you order a double muff burger <laughs> i think i think we've got a quarter meal, meal. and i said make it a double right anyway all oh, good
1: did we actually hear that voice? Yeah, we did, yeah. <laughs> uh, see, I actually even turned it off and too, so that, and now I'm paying for it. Uh, what's your name? You're live on Supercoach Insider at the moment.
0: <laughs> yeah, Emma. Ask her who her favourite AFL player is.
1: Do you have a favourite AFL team or player? and effin' supporter. Darcy Parrish.
0: Let's go, boy. How good's Darcy Parrish? Uh, yeah, so i <laughs> I like how random this is. It's like, who cares? It's round fourteen. No one cares. <laughs> Everyone's not playing. Let's feel just go like, for some. Feel like that uh, that
2: guy in Jurassic Park. Yeah. Oh, look. <laughs> no one cares. No one cares.
0: This is like the most long-winded introduction okay, ever. Bit- Actually, speaking of introductions, SC Insider One Hundred, <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, all that audio platforms as well, Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Podcasts, you name it,
2: and on the YouTube, Chris. Yeah, just search for Reciprocation Insider. Woo! All right, got through that. Um, yeah, so I'm looking at having all eighteen. Um, as long as the rookie, I think that what's rely, or what I'm relying on is just the rookies being named. Um, and my rookies currently are Jones, White,man uh, Madden, and Newcomb. So I, I do think that all of them will probably play. But we, yeah, we'll probably get into that a little bit further. Uh, and what about you, Swizz? Are you are you right there to, to talk about your team?
1: Absolutely, I'm right here on that after. A while. Bugging the, lo- the lovely local girls here at McDonald's. Um, um, yeah, no, on my, um, after trade, it depends how many trades I want to use. I'm currently seeing at 15 perfect world. I want to field a whole team, but, um, yeah, it depends. If, like, if I get a miracle and, like, Brockman was named somehow on that, then that's obviously one less trade I've got to think about. But it depends how I want to set it up, too, because I'm now trying to finalize my team, um, and try to have it in getting it ready for the, the run home. So, um, yeah I've got a couple of big decisions to make at the moment after uh, having such a great week that I did.
0: Fair enough. Brockman being named would be the best news I've heard this year. Oh meanwhile, can we all say fuck high more? Yeah. Can we oh, like in all honesty, and Flynn as well, both like just massed up some rack numbers. I, I actually went backwards this week because I don't have either of those two and it hurt.
2: uh well.
0: Mind you, it was good on him. And they're not gonna, are they going to drop Highmore now? Like, surely.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's the who old, knows. We uh, just don't know. You
1: know. Actually getting rewarded for holding players and that. Those who held Flynn, Giaz, um, yeah, Tracy, uh, Highmore, Jordan. Like, there were some massive scores for people who had all of those those players in their team. So, uh, well done for those who didn't burn the trades early and held on to them. How crazy uh, is got, that, though?
0: Like, Tracy, Flynn, and Highmore. Got you what three fifty points.
2: I don't even want to talk about it. And, and, how and crazy
0: Jordan. is that? Like or oh, and Jordan, four fifty. Nine because you know. he's he's not good enough to get a hundred. <laughs> 99 problems. Um yeah, no, so that's interesting. For those who did hold that, that that's really well done. I think um my strategy was to try and upgrade through the buys and sometimes it pays off to not try and upgrade through the buys. So
2: now just a sneaky on that one is uh I this would this would be great for me because obviously I don't have him. Um, but the AFL website is suggesting you know how they have those um ins and outs. Yeah, the in the mix, right? Uh, is suggesting that Flynn might be dropped this week, be, uh, because Riccardi had eight goals, twenty four disposals, and fourteen marks this week. So if that's not banging down the door saying I need to be in the team this week, I don't know what is. Macarty's
1: BFL form has been absolutely off the chart.
2: Yeah, but he's been played out of like, position when he goes into the freaking into the AFL team.
1: And, and that's what we've talked about so many times this year where players who have a natural position, they come up and go, "Oh, we'll just fit you into a gap." And then they don't go well and it's like, "Well, duh, of course they're not going to go well." But we've had that um, rant before about coaches and playing people out of position. Yeah,
2: so if he comes in, I think it is at the expense of either Mumford or um or Flynn. And obviously what we've discovered is that uh, now they've only really won the one game, haven't they, GWS, with both of them in the team. They've had the draw this week. And look, I thought Flynn was absolutely brilliant early, but he faded late. And I think that's the problem with Flynn is that his fourth quarters are really inconsistent. So um, there's every chance that he could just go, well, sorry, Flynn, Um, we're going to go with the single ruck and we're going to play the three tools in uh, Finlayson... Um, Himmelberg and Riccardi, and then we'll chop out from Finlayson.
0: Can we also say how annoying it is with Segler coming in late and absolutely? Oh no, that was brilliant and tearing he, he up. Fantastic. That's what I mean. He he played so well, and McAvoy's captain. There's no way in hell that. Reeves comes in. I don't think he no. can. Not, I mean, not unless he plays more forward or something or other and McAvoy plays more in defense, but Well
2: no, because Mitch Lewis is also cleared to play this week as well. Yeah. But
1: there was apparently an article today talking about Reeves might even play. Uh, something from Hawthorne saying, you know, he's over whatever he was and be available for selection. Oh he'll be available, but yeah, okay. I don't see how he'll be available him.
2: for the VFL team, mate, this week. <laughs> I don't think there's any chance that Reeves plays after that game from Segler. You've got Mitch Lewis coming in to take up a key tall position. There's, I, I don't think there's And they won. Chance. And they won. Yeah, I mean... Hawks won, so... Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Can't do it. No. Nah. Um, you've got reward to reward the win. Unfortunately, I think you got to write that one off. I don't think that's going to happen for anyone that has Reeves. Um, so, look, obviously, uh, what do we recommend people do? So, let's say you've got, like, you know, you, you with, for example. Do you go all out if you're playing for overall or do you try and conserve your trades? What's your strategy here?
1: My theory is always I try, I do use my trades and that, but I try to set my team up in a way where I have coverage. So in a lot of times I've had in the past I've had an M9 or I've had a, like a loophole position that can cover my injuries um, in case I get one and, and I do tend to burn my trades. Um, a lot of other people do like to keep the trades there. My, the theory for me is the trades are just a, like if I don't end up using them, and that they just kind of become a waste. Like if there's an opportunity to get points on field, I'm going to take that where the opportunity goes. And unfortunately, if there's an injury, well, uh, I just wear it. But, you know, it's a risk versus reward situation.
2: I think there's a lot of people in the same situation too. Like I'm looking at my team and um, – I'm actually looking at doing some luxury trades this week. And if I don't do them this week, then I'm going to literally leak points for the rest of the season and not get where I want to go. So I've got to kind of just make that decision myself as well and go, okay, I'm going to punt it and I'm going to go for as get as as high as I can. Now, if that means that it gets to round 20 and I'm out of trades and someone goes down, what is it, three weeks where I'm playing a rookie on field instead? That's pretty much where I'm at. So, um yeah, I am not hating the situation. We do have decent rookies on the pine, most people. I mean, CCJ looks like he's going to be an absolutely brilliant F seven. I mean, he hasn't had a score under 80, has he? No. I mean, no not he's more consistent than Heaney. <laughs> I <laughs> mean, I'm not I'm not upset that I've got him at F seven. Um, and also covering for a uh, a ruck donut. Um I'm you know Bianco, even though he had a, a bit of a shocker. Um, I I think that he's going to have some really good job security for the rest of the season. Um, We've also got John Newcomb now, which we've just basically been blessed with. And he's shown to have a really high floor with stupidly high tackle numbers in his debut, 14 tackles. Uh, I think anyone who's anyone who's going to have John Newcomb, he should be in about 100% of teams after this week.
0: Yeah, the top five trade ins are Newcomb, 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 Newcomb for Pulter Heaney. People are getting rid of Heaney two point two percent. I
2: think you kind of have to.
0: Wow, fifteen hundred people. RCD another fourteen hundred people are getting rid of him after a week. My God, Rowe and Jordan. That makes sense. Jordan frees up heaps of cash, Chris. You know the cash you don't. Yeah, have? Yeah, I
2: don't have that cash. So I, I, what I'm saying, what I mean by that is, like, I think there are reliable rookies that should play most of the rest of the season as long as they don't get injured, and it sort of allows you to be a little bit more flexible with your team because what the worst case scenario is, you just bust out of trades. I think you're also looking at around, what, two to three trades Um, after your full premium?
0: Yeah, depending on how good my last premium forward is, it'll be two or three trades left, which I'll have done next week.
2: Right. Team team done. Don't get me wrong. If you can get to that point with five, that's great. But I could do that with five, but then I'd be left with a pretty shitty M8, in, say, a Taranto and having a Brayshaw as well um, and having a subpar F6 in, say, an Impey. Um, so I think there's ways, that you, you know, you can manipulate those trades right now to maximise points for the rest of your season. Cross your fingers, obviously, that you don't get, you know, a lot of injuries between now and then. And I think that that's the way to go if you're playing for overall. Now, if you're playing for league, obviously, you know, bit of a different scenario. Especially, but this week is a very important week to try and maximise your points on field because it's the week that you're going to gain the most in the competition. So I think it's important to try and do that as much as you can. In my opinion, what do you think, Swizz?
1: Oh, Swizz is—he's probably yeah,
0: hoeing man. down. Oh no, he's—he
1: was big bite. <laughs> no, I do agree. It—it um, it comes down versus. Um, league versus head-to-head, and sort of where you are, too. Like, I'm 299, so it's like a now they'll never Roll the sort of dice up because you're going to have to try to catch up points if I'm going to want to try to finish up top. If um, if you're higher ranked than that, and, and, like, you know, you're inside the top 100, it's a different story and that, so it comes down to what you're playing for. Uh, as, as you said, that if you're playing for leagues, well, now, naturally, you want to save some trades for finals. Um, just in case there's an injury, to make sure you win your uh, win through to the granny.
2: Yeah, completely agree. What is your opinion? And this is another one that um, that I'm sort of battling with at the moment in trading in popular players versus trading in point of differences at this point of the
1: season. Um, once again, it's 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 what you play for. Um, if you're if you're league, then it's probably more better to go to the popular players um and, and just try to stay fit with everybody else. But have a look maybe at like who's the top couple of teams in your in your league. Um and, and sort of have a look at those matchups because you might want to try to keep it to the point where you're only one or two players different. Um but if you're playing for overall and you're in a position where you've got a chance to catch everyone up, well maybe it is to take roll the dice and uh and bring in somebody like let's just say Tuke Miller or a Langford or someone like that. Who's who is a, a pod at this point, and might be the um, the roll the dice that gets you up into that you know top top echelon of uh, of teams.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm kind of uh, definitely on that board. I'm I'm thinking um, uh, definitely the parish train, as I mentioned a little bit earlier. I think he's in six and a half percent of teams at the moment, so a fairly unique pod but he's also uh, the number two midfielder of the last five rounds with 140 average, and I think... It could be your man, that could be your
0: Lawrence. mantra there, Chris. Your ethos, you're saying you, know, you get in Parrish and then you Parrish out of the top 5K. <laughs>
2: well, I mean, it is a make-or-break move, isn't it? I mean, you, you bring in Parrish no, hoping like that it. he can keep his form for the rest of the season. Um, you've got Dylan Shield coming back in two weeks, How does you know, two to three weeks. How does that impact him moving forward? You do have Andy McGrath going out. So, I mean, look...
0: Look, I'm I'm taking the uh the risk on Langford to be honest. Um, yeah, I didn't really think too much about it. I had a look and I hate all the forwards and I was like, Langford, he's done well. McGraw's out. He already had that role before McGraw went out, so I was like, stuff it. Let's go into a look at a couple of these options, though, shall we? Can we start with maybe Patrick Dangerfield? Are you waiting a week or are you paying five fifty two k for him now? His break even is one ninety one, which means he is projected to drop another forty thousand. However, as we know, points on field is key. So what do you think there, Chris and Swizz?
2: Uh, yeah, well, um,
1: you, know,
2: you, you go, Swizzy. I'm, I'm waiting. Yep.
1: Just because I want to see how he, he goes again and that, like, and we know Dangerfield's a gun and I'm, he'll get it together soon, but um, I just want to see another week of data from him um, just to see how he's performing and that. It's a bit like the Lockie Neal situation too. Like I was going to yeah, say, yeah, they're, it, they're
2: both the same, aren't they?
1: Very similar. They apart from one game from Neil, we haven't actually seen high scoring and danger field's a bit the same. So I just want to see because we haven't actually seen a lot of danger field with Higgins, Isaac Smith, Jeremy Cameron in the team. And I just want to see how that role fits in. We're just all expecting him to turn to return to the danger field that pumps 120s for fun. But what yeah. if this is yeah. the danger field that we're getting now and it's a 70, 80 point danger field? So there's no harm in holding off a week just to get that extra information.
0: Now, if he's your finishing piece, then you kind of have to get him, right? Whereas if you say you need two forwards and you're not going to fill your team this week, then you might as well get another forward that you can this week and then get danger next week is what you're saying.
2: Yep. Yeah, I think there's, there's, there's reasons why you get danger filled in and there's reasons why you don't. Um, for example, I love the danger pick this week if he's going to be impacting your points on field. Like for me, getting Dangerfield this week means everything he scores is purely in my top 18 because I have to get uh, a forward or I have to get another player that's going to be playing this week. Um, so it's either Danger or another forward that I don't already have that is playing this week. And the other one that I want is Bolton, but he's not playing this week. So um, unless I went Langford instead, which I'm not really interested in, and then trying to pick up danger next week. You know, there's, there's, a, there's an opportunity to do that. The one thing I'll say about danger is obviously, you know, we haven't seen it this year, but we've seen it for the past 10 years. So it's not like we don't know that he's capable of doing it. I think the same, you'd lump knocking Neil in this. It is a risk to jump on Neil and main danger right now, not knowing how they're going to perform for the rest of the season. You know, we've got exposed form from a lot of players for 12, 13 weeks. And we're really banking on previous form and previous years to bring these guys in because they are at elevated prices. You know, Lockie Neal's still 575K. Now that is kind of unders for what we know he can produce. And 550 is definitely unders what we know Danger can produce. However, we do not have evidence that they are producing that this year. So it is a risk. However, I am ranked, what, right now, I'm just outside the top thousand. I'm, I'm 1,200, I think. So it's a risk that I'm happy to take because I want to try and get a jump on people who don't have him. But I can understand if you're in the top there, like if you're really high up and you can afford to wait a week, then I would wait a week, 100%. And,
1: and this is what we were saying before where, yeah, you're outside the top thousand, I'm inside the top 300. So for me, it doesn't make sense because if, if well, it, it could work both ways, but if it falls, and that I've lost, you know it's So much ground On those top yeah. people Who have it
2: Whereas I've really yeah. Got to risk it I've You've got to
1: Throw Yeah, yeah. You've yeah. got to Throw everything at it And that Where Yeah So if, you, if it comes off Yeah you're going to Get those extra points And you're going to Find yourself moving up The rankings Because it is really close Hey Swizzy Yeah
0: mate Listen I guess it would be nice
2: Yeah Sweet,
0: cool You you. know what it's called? You've got to have faith You motherfuckers (laughs) You've got to have faith
2: Was that that all for a setup for the worst joke of the season?
0: It's not a joke
2: boys It's not a
0: joke These guys have been premium scores I know Chris, have you seen Ben's form lately on Twitter? I love how people have
1: started going straight away Well that's definitely not
0: twins. They know it's me Look, I'm not even ashamed
2: (laughs) I'm unashamed I'm, I'm not ashamed even ashamed. Lines.
0: Someone said something. What was it like a high more or something or rather? I said no. They should call it a. You know, if someone does well, you know, during the buy rounds, they should call it a Flynn because your rookie's not flinched yet is what I said. Oh yeah, um, that was pretty bad. Yeah, yeah of course it. it's bad. That's what we do. Now you've got to have faith. Dangerfield, we're talking about notorious for ten years. These are the guys you back in the forward line. Sucks. Dangerfield suck. is not going to. Um, let you down, and the reason is he's going to be building up now. He's he's pretty much played what one game injured, one game injured. First game back has been underperforming. Cool, right? You get him coming. He was never
2: done coming into the season. Yeah, as well.
0: and then now, you get him into finals. Though. I'm not done. You bring him in towards <laughs> finals. He That's goes. Hard. He will go. Yeah, did I stutter by? Get there. Get a looking nice and deep like <laughs> He will do well, and coming into finals, he will really build it because they want to. They want to win the premiership, right? So he'll do well. Lockie Neal as well. Proven scorer over like six years or more. Proven numbers. He is going to be doing it as well. You have to have faith in these premiums. When they drop to a low-ish number and comparative, they have low ownership and they have high damage. You want them in your side. You want them in your side. Lockie Neal is going to tear up North Melbourne this week. No Zorko. Lockie Neil for 150 plus. You can bank it in.
2: Oh, well, we'll be cheering at 150 lashes. <laughs> 150 lashes Newell. to Lockie Neil because
0: I'm putting the straight C on him this week, boys.
2: Oh, that is just big. I'm actually gonna. That's be early on
0: my captain's calls,
2: but uh just going early. I am definitely having him in the VC, but
0: Or VC into Josh Kelly if you have Josh Kelly I'm <laughs> VC into Darcy
2: Parrish Because that's what I do. Anyway, anyway. I, um look I I like both arguments. I really do respect them. I don't think that there's a 100% right way to play it this week. I think you can go either way, and both ways are completely acceptable. One thing I will say is um, for those who don't have Bolton, I looked into Bolton's scoring this week, and man, he's actually been super consistent. Um, He's had one game where he's had a bad game, and it was a 29 and there was round three, and that's really deflated his average. He's actually averaging just over one oh three points per game, which puts him as the third highest ranking forward for this season. And I watched him I've watched a lot of football this year with Richmond. I will tell you what, this week he could have been one fifty. He he kicked a ball out in the fall, he kicked like he shanked balls going for goal. He could have had three goals and one hundred and fifty points this week. And they would have had a win as well. And he would've got more scaling. Like honestly, he could have been anything. And I think that it's his time and I am jumping on the Bolton train. I can't do it this week, but next week, like that, that's why I'm I'm actually more keen on danger is because I really want Bolton because I think he's going to be so important You moving know what? forward. I think
0: I'm looking Bolton next week too. Uh, uh, it's funny because I think it's Tim or Tom, no, Tim Mitchell.
2: Tim Michelle. Is it Michelle or Mitchell? Mitchell. I don't know.
0: Um, good old Timmy Michel, boy. Michel. Well, because he put him up Probably saying, oh, yeah, him, good mate. forward. And I was like, mate, he sucks. He hasn't done that well. And then I'm like, oh, actually. And then I've been watching so him, watching him, scores, and watching like, him. And now I'm wow, like. Did
2: that sneak up for me? How did I not see that? Now
0: I'm like, you know what? I think I'm in, boys. I am. Like, I gave him. Just, sh-
2: just take a take a stab at his freaking scores. I and gave go, him what? shit. And
0: now I am in. Yeah, no, Especially Bultons. with the,
2: in, uh, the, the lack of consistency in the forward line this year.
0: Yeah, my theory was going, I actually got rid of Zorko knowing I could get Bolton in. I think they'll average the same for the back end of scroll, the year.
2: Scroll down. Just just, just, just show, show the the people um, how amazing his scores are. Pivot. 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 So, look at that 29. If you go outside of that score, he's only had one score below 85. But the even then,
0: even then, you're looking at the last, what's that, nine rounds, his lowest is 96. Oh, With. Six tons.
2: Is there another forward that has that consistency right now at all? Tex Walker? Well, maybe Aaron Hall. Tex Walker? <laughs> no, he doesn't. He's the opposite of consistent.
0: Yeah, no, uh. okay. But now let's look at the, the, the back end of the year, which is really awesome. Swizz, if you're still there. Saints, <laughs> Saints, Gold Coast, Collingwood, Brisbane, Geelong, Fremantle, North, GWS, Hawks. Oh. Outside of Geelong and, and Brisbane... Brisbane that is the biggest bunny and arse Collier, end
2: mate. I've ever, I've ever After seen. After taking down the ladder leaders, you watch the March mate finals bound. Woo! The lid oh, is off. Only
1: losing one game on the run home. Yeah, exactly down. right. Yeah.
2: Are you saying that about Adelaide as well, there,
0: Chris? They're on the <laughs> they're on the finals bound. Ah, uh, no, Bolton I think is a great pick. Do you have
2: Bolton uh, Swiss? You know what? I wanted him traded halfway
1: through that frigging game against West Coast on the weekend, of that right? he cost us. He cost us so many friggin' goals, but in saying that, he's a fucking fantastic player. Love the bloke. Yeah, get him in.
2: Yep. Yeah, get him totally in. totally agree. All right, now, um, so in terms of uh, trade out targets, what are we thinking on Polter guys? Yeah, trade him. He's done.
0: Yeah, trade.
2: Yep. I, I think I'd like to because- keep him,
0: but you need I need players on field, and for me, that means Jordan and Poulter, even though they're both doing really well you know Jordan that guy 23 number no, 23 Jordan
2: does not deserve that number
0: um but you know i think if you know you got to go one down one up uh, it's an easy scenario you need points on field upgrade
2: i think he needs to change his number to 45 cuz he's basically the washington wizards jordan not the chicago bulls jordan just saying
0: i don't watch um basketball i don't watch baseball <laughs>
2: basketball
0: basketball that was actually, basketball <laughs> I, that was
2: a really good joke because it proves that you don't watch basketball thank you very much you idiot
0: uh shout out to Corey from uh, SC Elite C. He was talking to Chris. He's like, yeah, you can't chat to me, Ben. I was like, okay, cool, mate. And I was like, I can't sit with us. I've, n- I've never actually watched a full game of basketball in my life, but okay.
2: Yeah. Well, that's an idiot, move. You should, I'll sit down with you and we can do it together.
0: Well, you haven't even watched bloody two hands or any Australian film. You can fuck up.
2: Because why would I even watch anything Australian? It all sucks.
0: Yeah. You're just American dickhead. Yeah. yeah let's go. Terrible. Let's go. Valentine's day, Halloween. Black Friday, you've anyway. What are, you, what are you even talking about? You're I said you gotta love the Australian classics, Chris. You're all about the American shit. And you
1: had me you had me on board about the basketball stuff, but don't be dissing frigging Halloween, mate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well is that is that where you pick up your best work there, Swizz? <laughs> Go home and put something in a pumpkin.
2: Put something in a pumpkin. All right, cool. All right, man. We're definitely getting off track here, but let's let's jump back into the podcast it's now. Round fourteen. I want to move on to uh, what do we do with uh, Jarman, Impey, and Isaac Heaney, boys? That's um, obviously fairly fairly popular, especially Impey. Um, he dropped cash. Did you watch the game on the weekend, Swizz? And if so, what are you thinking?
1: Oh, we were worried about CJ being the one that's going to be affected by day more than Impey, but no, clearly on that first performance, it was Impey the one affected. Um, it's a it's a tough one because most people will be in the situation this week, they need Impey on field, so yeah. I think you've got to hold him for another week at least and have a look and just hope that was a once off and that he rebounds playing Essendon down in Tassie this week. Well, um, the problem so. is, is
2: break evens one thirty six. <laughs> You know, if he goes a sixty again, what, what's he? What's his predicted score right now? It's uh, his projected 64, 76. 76 with a what twenty six k loss. So if he goes sixty, he's three ninety five k. You're three You're three eighty k. Right? It makes it it makes it really tough to one down one up him now. Like, let's say you wanted Bolton, right? Bolton's for uh five twenty five. If it's 110k, now that, that's a very doable trade, pretty much from most rookies. If he drops another 35k, you're now looking at 145k. Now there's not many guys that you can actually trade out of your team that are ready to be culled. Um, you'd be looking at maybe a Waitman or, or sorry, a Whiteman or whatever it is. I still don't know. Someone can please clarify that for me. That'd be great. Waitman, mate. <laughs> okay, cool. So. There's really not much else outside of that that you could potentially trade him out from. Um, What I will say, though, is if he goes 60 or below next week, he has to be traded. So you're really going to need a rookie that you're going to be able to downgrade out to be able to trade him up or cash in bank. Um, Otherwise, you're going to just leak points for the rest of the season. It's not going to be a good deal. So yeah, I mean, that's why I'm on the affirmative of if you can trade him, trade him. But I can understand that a lot of people have to hold him. So it's going to be, it's rough. It it puts people in a really bad situation, especially when, you know, after, when teams are announced on Thursday night and then Flynn doesn't get named. (laughs) I'm really hoping, fingers crossed. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, I think people are going to be in a rough, rough spot to try and trade him out. And then, yeah, I mean, look, what I did notice is that Hawthorne did play a long down the line style of football which is they haven't really played a lot of that this season. They have done a lot of the switching and a lot of chipping around the back half which is classic Hawthorne and that's a lot of the time where um, where Impey has got his points. That wasn't happening very often in this game because of the SCG and it was obviously a, a, um, it's a narrower ground so they don't have the space in the wings and so they are doing a lot of long down the line and trying to win the ball at the contest. Even though... MP was running for handball receives and he was getting burnt constantly, constantly they were burning him. So yeah, it's um, I mean, is is he fourth in the pecking order in terms of SC points there in the defense? Now you've got Hardwick is you know, taking kickouts and he's got a fairly high floor. You've got Will Day come back into there. CJ actually played really well even though he turned the ball over quite a bit. And then you've got MP and I just I'm, well, just, I, sure. I'm just not sure.
1: Just like through fucking hell. Yeah. But just looking through his scores, yeah, so he scored 62 and 51 at the SCG this year. We're okay. down it in, in Tassie, he scored 82 and 105. So there might be just something in that with the ground being small at the SCG. It doesn't let him spread. Um, so that extra gain to have a look at Tassie, because I think the, the um, grounds are quite longer down in Launceston. Okay. Um, or, or even the um, the other one that um, in Hobart, so it might just be a you know, a case of the SCG. They've had to change their game style for that week, yeah. and yeah. You know, it might be worth having a look to see how he goes. Um, yeah, on the wider ground.
0: I think I expressed concern in the last week or two about MP boys and.
1: You
2: did.
0: My problem was is that um, I made all those aggressive trades, considering him to be a keeper. So now I might even have to limp over the line with him, hopefully averaging eighty and costing myself two hundred points.
2: Trade him to Paris this week, like I'm doing.
0: Well, yeah, that'd be great if I didn't <laughs> if if, you know, if I didn't waste trades on Josh Kelly and such. Then maybe <laughs> maybe I'd have that that luxury, Chris.
2: No, I agree. And look, can I also just comment? This is uh, not Super related, but. Um, imagine playing in the heart of winter and playing in Launceston. It's got to be freaking cold, right? And they're wondering why they can't get a crowd down there. And this really bodes not well for Tasmanian football moving forward. Um, what I would suggest is that suggestion from Eddie Maguire to have an indoor stadium in Tasmania has to 100% happen if they're going to have a team down there. I, I don't see any way that they're going to be able to draw large crowds in the heart of winter in Tassie. If they're not going to be able to do it now, how are they going to be doing it with two unknown teams?
1: Couldn't could couldn't agree more. the The Launceston game's not so bad because they had played usually two ten um, and that. So the, the sun's still out here. Yeah, you know, it's a cold if sun, but the sun. and that. But the, the Tassie, the Hobart games, they do try to play later or even night games now. And yeah, I've been down there and watched a couple of games. Um, and it's, yeah, yeah, it's an an interesting experience,
2: (laughs) mate. Ah, well, it is what it is, mate. It is what it is. Um, so what do you think about, uh, Isaac Heaney? Um, obviously had another poor performance. I personally have looked at him and said, there's no way he's, he's right. He's, he can't clunk a mark to save his life for the last two weeks. That hand, which has obviously been revealed to be broke. He broke his hand and his thumb, I think, but from memory, um, can't literally... Like, you know, you've seen Isaac Heaney play. He clunks everything that comes near him. He cannot take a mark on the lead in the hands. And it's an, it's a serious issue moving forward. I think you have to trade him. It's obviously a good time to trade him if you can. Who's been more upsetting this year,
0: Heaney or Cripps?
1: Oh, hey, actually, I'm going to go with Heaney. Really? Yeah. He still made uh, 50k for people uh, who
2: brought him in, right? Uh, like, what, what, uh, Yeah, um,
1: yeah, only because, well, yeah, 60K. Only because, watch Heaney even drop down to the defence. And over, and over the last two I'm weeks, he's dropped,
2: he's
1: dropped six easy intercept marks. Yeah. Uh, like, Cripps Kri- has at least had a bit of an excuse for his back and injuries, and he's been carrying Carlton for the last five years, so his shoulders <laughs> would be stuffed. But Heaney, just even being injured, the fact that you watch him run down defence, how do you drop marks like that when you're sitting 20 metres by yourself?
2: I honestly have watched it and I've just like flabbergasted at the and, and in like you know when you're watching and you're like please don't mark it. He, it's dropping everything. like you're specifically watching a guy like Heaney if, it, if you' have him or you don't because if he, if he takes that mark, it's a lot of points you know negatively towards you or if he takes the mark, oh yes, it's an intercept marks are worth a lot of money a lot of points. He's just dropping them when he's dropping behind the ball. On the lead he can't take it or flat flat palms. I am just so scared of Isaac Heaney moving forward. I don't think the week off is going to help him. I, I don't think it's long enough. I think he needs to properly heal and take three to four weeks and, and actually rest himself.
0: What a year to get rid of Heaney in a keeper league, boys. Oh. <laughs> Matty Scrim. Yeah? I traded him Heaney for, um, who did I get? Cornelio and Lions.
2: Oh, both?
0: Yeah, <laughs> both for Heaney. What? Yeah, what he, we... wanted, he wanted Heaney. What are you doing, man? He wanted Heaney, you know, and I took the two mids, and then after, I was like, oh, this isn't going Lines, so
2: well. Lines are Jesus. I,
1: I'm, on that, and I know we don't talk a lot about drafts and keepers and stuff, but if you are a draft, there's a lot of people out there who do play draft leagues and keeper leagues, great opportunity right now to assess where you are. And if you're down the bottom... Absolutely try to fleece off some players with these high value. I know a couple in our league have been trying to sell Tooke Miller, a couple of guys like that who aren't going to make finals. Um, so there's a real opportunity at the moment to um, make, make some big trades, um, especially if you're out of contention.
2: Yeah, well, you know what uh, I was uh, loving today is that Elijah Hollands is due to play his first game of the season, probably in the VFL, obviously. I don't think he's going to come straight into the AFL, but... Um I have him in uh, in our keeper and I'm I'm just quietly biding my time, boys. Biding my time. Um quick little yeah, note. Go, smile go, and go go wave, boys. Well. Just smile and wave. <laughs> Mad-
0: Madagascar. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Yeah. Um quick little note here, guys. Now I know this is round fourteen. Everyone like what's there, like four games this week, less? I don't know. Um little bit of a, a comment that we had on the weekend where Going forward from future years, because the thing with draft leagues, right, when we cover draft leagues, we cover them quite in depth at the start of the year. Our team summaries, those to look for in draft leagues, value, overprice, etc. Now, the recommendation was that we actually try and, because we have a draft league each year, real competitive draft league, 12 people, I think we've won four out of the last five. Um, People were suggesting that we, you know, with our team's reveals and stuff, we could actually do more draft relevant looking at how I've gone for the week, you know, same as we do for standard. This is our team. This is what we're doing a draft. This is what we're thinking of the waiver wire. Probably this YouTube is, only. Yeah, YouTube only. This yeah. is how I've gone against Chris this week, or this is where he's placed. Now I'm smashing. I'm first place this year. I don't know how. I'm smashing Chad everyone. Chad Warner
2: is why.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so Charles okay,
0: little okay, so, so little side note. Now again, round fourteen. Fuck it. Yeah, if you here, you're here for entertainment purposes only in round fourteen. <laughs> this was hilarious. to be to be fair. Now I was trying to tank. I wanted to go – I was had pick six or pick seven. I was trying to take or, – or eight. eight yeah. Or pick eight. And choose I was trying – yeah, it was a three-way tie in our competition. And we don't do um, – we did snake for the first two and then it's linear. right? So I was like, okay, well, there's Josh Kelly, there's Titch, there's Fife. There's all this great value in the back end of the draft. So this is a draft you actually want to get a shit pick in. So we had this random competition. It was like preseason. You choose a player, highest scoring – for that one, gets
2: it was, pick It was six. first quarter high score. Picks,
0: first quarter high score, and high score gets pick six, seven, and eight. The game was, uh, was, I was a
2: preseason game, GWS versus Sydney.
0: I was trying to tank. I chose Chad Warner <laughs> as my <laughs> selection, and then someone else got um, Parker. Someone, someone, someone got else Kelly. got Josh Kelly, and then Chad Warner comes out and absolutely <laughs> fucking dominates, because everyone's like, oh, Ben's trying to tank. Next minute, Chad Warner wins. So my whole team is called <laughs> F. Chad Warner. For this season. And um and then the end it, it worked was, out. Well I got well I got Jackson McRae at pick six bargain.
2: Yeah, I, I did laugh though. It was it was hilarious. It was so much I love when someone tries to tank and it blows up in their face. Um anyway.
1: Um now boys now I know we've covered uh he and um and whoever uh, impy. What about now Darcy Moore? Oh, uh, he's yep. injured, boy. Now, now yes, this is this is a bit of live stuff on the podcast. Yeah, he's done his PCL.
0: Oh, are you kidding? No, nah, 8 to 10, they reckon. He's oh, gone. Oh
1: When? When did he do that?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Oy, fuck you guys. i yeah. supposed to win the granny without Darcy Moore.
0: Win the granny. <laughs> Jeez, the only, gra- the only granny you're winning is a... Is a it, oh, look, Darcy. It's a, the only granny you're getting is a Granny Graham or whatever they call him.
2: Darcy. Yeah, I'll, I'll take it. I'll, <laughs> Oh you won't you won't find <laughs> them I'll take anything. You
0: won't find them on your Tinder. <laughs>
2: well you can actually. <laughs> oh no, ah, can yeah win. no he's
0: done. Uh, so what do you think who, those who own him? It's oh, 11%
2: of Tony uh, nah, yeah, he's, he's, he's worth a lot of money so it's fine
1: Yeah true. Yeah, it's 476 so uh, I guess you guys who are coming back this week uh who we got I uh, know Daniel Rich uh, is there. He's been going Going fairly well this year for the Lions. Sam Doherty Parrish. will be another one in that
2: range. Um, um, do not, his name? Not can Parrish. I just say, do not touch Sam Doherty right now. Um, the the move to the wing has negatively impacted his scoring and his uh, his free-roaming intercepting ability like he has. So I don't know where Doherty is going to sit for the rest of the year, but I don't think it's going to be top six. It may be still top ten in that sort of back end. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm not happy as an owner. Of Doherty with what he's going to be, he's, he's produced in the new role. So um, I think if you don't have Stewart, you don't have Rich. Yeah, you have got to get Mills. No, Mills has got the buy. So oh, if you I don't have if you don't sweet. have Stewart or you don't well, have Rich, then I think they're the probably
0: ones. And if then, you have to
2: ask him more, you weren't banking on him playing this week anyway. But I suppose, but you might as well make that choice
0: if you can, and then or uh, Ridley. So for me, Stuart first, Rich second, Ridley third would be my go to. Well,
2: Swizz, what do you think about... So, uh, Ambrose is looking to come back into the ones this week. Do you think that that potentially could uh, free up Ridley into that more um, intercepting role that he played early in the season?
1: My worry just still is the Redmond factor. Ever since Ridley went out the side, they put Redmond... Sort of into that role, taking the kickouts and everything, and it hasn't changed since Ridley's come back. So maybe there's a like adjustment around buy time, but Redmond's been actually in some decent form. So I don't know if they they do change that much up. Um, you hope for it for the coaches they do, um, but we we kind of don't know know enough. He did go play Hawthorne early in the year and score 125. So maybe against a couple of those weaker forward lines, he might have those still. Um, you know, zone off and get those points. But yeah, um, it might be, yeah, it's a tough one with that. And his break-even's massive too. It's 133. So, um, yeah, uh, I prefer the other options, especially because I don't think a lot of people have Rich. Uh, It's only in 5% of teams. So if I had the choice, I'd go up, spend that little bit of extra money and go to Rich. Um, instead of going
0: to a Ridley, wow, Ridley's gonna go four fifty k. what a bargain or so. Um yeah, otherwise other, Whitfield other one, Whitfield's Whitfield's still a good Whitfield. option. Yeah, yeah, still. probably Whitfield would be my second or third equal with Rich, but different price point five hundred and four thousand for one, and rich is five twenty seven so about twenty thousand difference. Either all, I think for me, I think rich has been, Doing quite well. Brisbane do have just, a pretty good draw coming up too.
2: Just on Ridley, um, you're right with Redmond, and the reason they like Redmond taking the kickouts is he's just a booming long kick. So when they want to really clear the defence and just gain meters out of that defensive line, he's the option. So that's the real reason why he's taking kickouts is because you know he can run that 15, but he can roost at 65. So he really gets you know right to the um, centre circle pretty much. Um,
1: and it, and it shows yeah. in Redmond's score, because early in the year, he scored like 49, 68, 62, 33. But then since that adjustment, Redmond's gone 91, 121, 84, 95. Yep. Uh, so he's not an, a super coach option, but it just shows that he's taken those points from Ridley.
2: Yeah, I agree.
0: Uh, moving on to the midfield, let's have a, a little bit of a look. So I'm still
2: gutted about Darcy Moore.
0: No, stuff it. Um,
2: uh, stuff how, it. Does, how does Magin get a reprieve again, Imagine! Oh Jesus, we we are so screwed. (laughs) I love Collingwood, but see
0: if Melbourne don't get you on. If Melbourne don't get you on the field, they'll get you off it. Um, (laughs) now, so let's have a look at these. So most of the top scoring midfielders are absolutely jacked in average and also jacked in price. Bond is six eighty k. Yep. Oliver's got the buy. Obviously, Guthrie should be back at six ten k. Lions is 613. Tukmil is 635. Parrish is 658. These guys still have a massive price point. Is it worth paying that much coin for a midfielder? Or should you be looking at, say, Sam Walsh is still 559K, chipping away real admirably with a 114.5 average? Zach Merritt is 563K. So he's $100,000 less than Parrish nearly and averaging 111.3. Yeah, are you looking is it better to kind of look for one of those guys that are slightly cheaper, or would you pay six fifty to six eighty to six twenty K for a midfielder right now?
1: It depends on I guess your budget and and what you've got there in the kitty because uh, yeah, Walsh, Merritt and even Boat still all averaging that uh, no what's Boat one oh nine, yep. Merritt of one eleven, Walsh one fourteen. So really good averages. So they're 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 good selections, so uh, there's nothing wrong with them. Um, but you know, compared to your your one eighteen, Bont one twenty six. Um, if you've got the money, Lions is another one. You may as well go up to those guys just because you know it is an extra five to ten points a game. But um, in saying that, like we, none of us have a crystal ball, and these guys, especially the ones who are playing for thought there's you know finals more on the board. So you some of like Travis Boak, um Port. Uh, yeah, after that loss on the weekend, they're going to have to be trying to win um, as many games as possible to try to get into that top four. So you could see somebody like him um, playing as much midfield time as possible and getting on a run. Um, compared to maybe a Sam Walsh, could possibly taper off his Carlton season. You know, well, it's pretty well in the, yeah, done and dusted at the moment. So it, it could either go the other way and he just gets a lot of cheap ball, and there's no you know you don't worry about Carlton, but. You know, sometimes that motivation factor, if they lose it, it's, uh, it can affect their scores.
2: Yeah, um, what I will say as well is that there's there's two things to consider here in that, one, if you're playing for leagues and a highly owned player, let's say Bont and Pally, let's say Clayton Oliver, you know, Bont's in 30% of teams, Oliver's in 37% of teams. If you don't have those guys you for leagues and you're running into the semifinals and finals and they've got them, Wow, you don't want to be running into those guys. You don't want to be running head to head with, you know, let's say Zach Merritt or Travis Boak versus a Clayton Oliver or Bontempelli, or a, a, dare I say it, um, Taranto versus those guys.
0: Let's hope I play you in leagues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: um, so you, you're really you're really pushing it in that point. Now, for overall, it's obviously, it, it, I wouldn't say it's not as important, but your whole team is taken into consideration. So how good your whole team is does impact that. So you might not have Bont, but you have the best six defenders. You might have Mills, you know, um, in, and, and instead of and a lot of people don't. You know, you, there's other options. You might have the best six forwards. So you can te- technically make those points up in other areas of the ground if you've got the right players. Um, what I would say is that you know, when guys are, have a five-round average of 140 and you don't have them, you're going to hurt. And there's three guys that basically have that right now in, in Bont, Parish and Oliver. And if they continue that run for the rest of the season, which is unlikely, but let's say they, they do, you, you will be leaking points for the remainder of the season heavily and you will fall away from the pack quite easily. So um, I think those three, if you don't, don't have at least two of them, you will suffer. Um, two probably not as important, um, Neil is someone that we're hoping can get up to that sort of, you know, you know average um, over the next, you know, eight weeks or so. And then you go down to someone like, you know, Lyons, I think he's going to be super consistent, but he's not necessarily 100% integral, especially with Neil coming back. I think that, you know, chokes up some of his points. Um, Kelly is is, is is in that group of, say, 120 to 125-ish. So, yeah, uh, I, I personally, if you don't have those guys, uh, two or those three, I think you kind of have to go for, go for it. Absolutely,
0: I think I realized the problem, Chris. What's that? I don't think I blessed Josh Kelly, did I?
2: No, you blessed Zorko this year, and it, look at him yeah. go. Yeah, look at him and now got rid of him. You, blessed him, you <laughs> blessed him so much, he was got too cocky and elbowed some in the face.
0: <laughs> That's true, little man um, syndrome.
2: So yeah, I think you kind of need to, at least two um, to to be able to be competing with that, with the other two big boys, and especially if you're in the if you're going for real overall rank, you are rid the the real boys at the top. So. All right. Swizzy.
1: Uh, No, no, I I can't disagree with that. Um, One question that was thrown to me, and this is really interesting. If you had a lot of trades, let's just say you've got 12 or more trades, would you be tempted to swap Oliver to Bont this week? Oof. No. Question on notice
0: there, guys. Well, if you have 12 trades, then you should be able to go multiple down and up and then have
2: even no, no. more I solid.
0: Think the answer mid. is definitely
2: yes. Definitely. Uh, do you want me to tell you why? <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you why. I wasn't going to leave you hanging like that. Who am I? Um the reason is because it, 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 there's only what uh 10 rounds to go for the rest of the season. Right. And so you're going to gain an extra score and if especially if it's a complete score, so if you've only got 17 and that will make you 18, let's say Bont goes 120. Mm. Then you need Clary to average twelve points uh, more per game for the rest of the season to have the same points. It's. I think that's an easy trade.
1: I think it is too. If you've got, even if I think you've got ten, if you've got double figure trades, and that I'm all for that move, and that I know that I saw it on a couple of pages today, people getting made fun of uh, even suggesting that. But I was, I was like, well, no. If you're, if you're needing the points, and this is what we were saying. Earlier on, if you're a overall player and you need to find those points, and if you're up against or even leagues and you need to start winning and you're out of finals at the moment and you're looking at your matchup and your opponent has Oliver missing this week, and you need that, that's a hundred to 130 points there that you yeah. can make up on your opponent.
0: If they have 12 trades left, I question whether A, their team is complete, right? B. Who else could who Who's the shit pick they could they could upgrade to get that premium instead of sidewaysing the premium they already have? Because surely they have to have something else in play that well, is a bigger issue.
1: I've got ten. Well, trades well mate, then. on that, <laughs> on that, I'll give you. a super coach Yeah, but you rate. have shit
0: picks. You're trying to trade up.
2: Yeah, that's true. I'm trying.
0: That's to what be. I'm saying. Like, yeah. as in, if if that's the case, then maybe he's the only they're, they're round fourteen.
2: Shit. Toronto's not been a shit <laughs> pick, mate. For 450k, he's averaged 102 for the season. I think. It's not bad. I'm but, going to trade him out now to Parrish. Yes. At 525K. I'm, but again, I'm you okay spent
0: 450,000 on a player who you are trading instead of keeping.
2: Yeah. It's, I mean, that oh, is a, that's a mid price player for the, the midfield.
0: I can't <laughs> talk anyway. I got rid of Josh Kelly for Lockie Neal, who got injured. So <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I can't do anything well, with you.
1: On that, Supercoach data released uh, um, trade data for the top 1,000 out there. And there's twelve percent in the top thousand that have twelve or more trades. Fifty percent have ten or more. So yeah. there's people there who can manage to stay up in the top thousand and bank their trades. So this is where they can get creative and try to make ground on those top, you know, ten, top hundred people. Or that where twenty eight percent of us have eight or less. Yeah, it's me. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's me as well.
2: Uh, yeah. Look, I I don't hate the move. I'm, I'm affirmative for a move for that, for a points basis. Um, particularly, so here's where, I, again, here's the only reason I would do it, is if you had 17 or less and that makes you 18, 100% I'm pulling that trigger. Um, because if it's going to count towards your field this week, it's very, very important for overall. And And, again, I'll repeat myself, but this week is the most important week you can to try and maximise your points because and get so team. many people will not have a full team. Most people will struggle to field 16 players this week. So if you can get 18, and I'm not talking 18 like where your 17th and 18th are, you know, you, you've got to make a trade to bring in a rookie that's going to score your 40. I'm saying if you, your trades are going to be premiums to bring in to get, add hundreds of points on your field. So for example, I'm doing four trades this week. Those four trades are Danger, Neil, Parrish, and um, Newcomb. So I'm bringing in three premiums that are going to play this week to add a shitload of points to my overall. Now that's going to be a huge, huge factor in how I finish the season. So, um, yes, if those points count towards your overall 18 score, I'll 100% be bringing him in.
0: Yeah, interesting. Uh, with my trade swizz, I'm going to pull a Richmond and just kind of hold on until the end until everyone overtakes me at the last minute.
2: <laughs> oh, wow. I'd love to laugh, but that kind of happened to me in the grand final. <laughs> uh, okay, let's. Can we move on now? Uh, last
0: person I want to talk about is Langford, then go into our captain's options. 474K. Langford, we kind of touched on him, touched around the hole without going deep. Um, cool, now that, here's, we call
2: that move just the tip.
0: <laughs> just the tip. Uh, also called Devin Smith, the tease that never please. Um, 1% of teams is part of the appeal. He's averaging 117.3 the last three, 102.8 the last five. Has been pretty good the last five rounds. When we have a look, um, so before McGrath got injured, obviously 126, 125, 101, 67, he fell off a cliff, and the 95. Now, admirably, Chris pointed out some flaws in my logic before. Oh, actually, pointed. It'd be nice if you pointed this out before I, I did, put it. You were looking at you, it. I uh, did, and you said, "Hey, look, I prefer." You didn't look at the variables. Uh, you said, "I pre- I prefer Hall You're and blah use blah your blah." And then I was like, "You know what?" He came back out of BCF, and I was like, "Fuck it, I've made the trade." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, good call." And then all of a sudden, he's like, "Oh yeah, so you know Shields back in like two to three weeks, right?" And um, Devon's back. And I was like, "I'm not worried about Devon Smith." So, what do you think, Swizz? Do you think he could play- yeah, I'm not-
1: I'm not worried about Devin Smith at all. Like, I am worried about Shield though. About shield shield. Shield's the one. Shield is two to three because we know, um, uh, who's there? Caldwell's done for the year yep. or pretty well much yep. done for the year or that. So McGrath's done, but only comes down the Shield now. So it depends if Langford gets pushed as that sort of fourth, fifth midfielder. Um, but for the next two to three weeks, we know he's right. He's playing in the guts. So they've just got no other choice. Um, but it's what happens when Shield comes back. Now, we know Shield he likes a soft tissue, so he comes back, he probably gets injured again, and he's straight back out. Uh, but, yeah, it's it. This is, it comes down to this risk, and this is what we've been talking about the whole podcast. Uh, it, depending on what situation you're in, if you need to make moves to get yourself up that overall rankings, a guy that's in 1% who, for the next two to three weeks, is probably going to go 100 to 120 as a forward, fantastic. The flip side is that you know if it if it goes wrong for you then you know you're gonna find yourself where Chris is. Yeah, I was gonna say. Oh,
2: so- oh, oh, oh. oh, fucking drive by by Swizz. Thank <laughs> you very much. She's like, oh pop pop.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say Devon uh, Shield. I was gonna say soft like uh, Essendon's medical track records. Interesting. Sorry,
2: mate. That's all good. Look, I um, I actually don't hate Langford either. I uh, just am very wary, and I think we're, like you got Bolton right there. Like you don't have the extra forward, so I've I've got you don't have Hall right. No, and so your worry is uh, Luke McDonald, who's obviously coming back in the next week or so.
0: Yeah, that was my worry. I got rid of one worry for one, another.
2: One to three, I think he would be listed at now, and um. Who else is coming back? Oh, Robbie Tarrant and how that would affect. And you know what I loved about, I don't know anyone watched this, the North Melbourne GWS game, but I'll tell you what, man, Aaron Hall just takes a piss. He legit just like, oh, I'm going to handball to you just so you can handball it back to me. I got no reason to handball to you, but I'm going to handball it anyway. He loves a good one too. You know
0: why? He played at Gold Coast. Who do you learn off? Oh, yes. The, 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 goat. the GOAT. Yes, the, the GOAT. The SC GOAT. Oh Gary Ablett taught oh, him that. Taught him that while the uh, in between racking lines. Uh, <laughs> 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 fucking hell. Um anyway. Uh look, I don't I don't mind that pick. Now for me, I actually was able to go Zorko to Whitfield and Langford. That was my choice. Um just for points on field last week and this week. Now I'll be going Bolton over Zorko, basically, is my premise. Ooh, so,
2: I mean, look, that actually might work out in your favour, to be completely honest.
0: Yeah, we'll see. It's one of those ones I need a point. So, hey, can we go to captain options now, boys? Let's have a look. There's not many games on this week.
2: VC, Neil. <laughs> uh, Swiss, give us your captain options, mate.
1: It, it's a tough one because the natural one is the like, Bond to McRae are playing the Friday night. Uh, so it's But it's Geelong in Geelong. Yeah. And that, yeah. we have, the Bulldogs have had some fairly soft games this year and that, which is why they've been scoring so well. Um, that's a tough, tough ask down there. So I, I think he's made the dogs this week. Um, and we look at a couple of the other games. If you're someone who's got a Tuke Miller, uh, that maybe the, the home game against Port, but I really like Josh Kelly as VC into Tommy Mitchell. Um, couple of those North defenders. I can see Aaron Hall. Mashing it again, and it could be a sneaky little VC um, against the Lions, or oh, if you have one of those Lions midfielders in Lions or Neil, um, yeah, for sure jump on them. But I, I'm saying fade the Geelong and Bulldogs game.
0: Interesting, yeah, I think locking Neil's a VC into Josh Kelly would be a good one for those that have him. I just think Josh Kelly against Carlton, his track record against Carlton is absolutely ridiculous, too. I don't know if People have actually looked into his track record, but he's gone 131, 205 the last times he's played them. He's actually projected to score 154, funnily enough.
2: That's uh, me. I'm wondering why that projection was so high now. Yeah. No, I actually don't mind Josh Kelly either, but what I will say is that some Kernel? of us don't own him. Kernel? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy, right up there. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, so.
0: I did say he's going to go and no, average like 113 Josh, for
2: the Josh Kelly had a mediocre game last week. I would 100% be locking him in this week. But all the talk this week is going to be on how do you stop Josh Kelly. And David T is going to be sitting there. And I'm sure he he knows how shitty he is as a coach. Because basically, his entire career could hinge on this game. I'm not going to lie. If they lose this game, there's no way they're playing finals. That's how important this game is. So the entire week, he's going to be asked the same question over and over and over again. How are you going to stop Josh Kelly. How do you think that he's going to do that? And that is where I get fucking real nervous. Because I do think that DeBoer plays again, even though he fucking sucked. And DeBoer probably goes to Walsh. So I don't like Walsh and I don't like I don't like Kelly for those reasons. I, I Is there a, is there a world where David T goes, ah, oh, fuck it. Who cares? I'm not going to tag him anyway. No. I, I can't no. see that happen. Not with like this is an eight point swing. This is a, like, a ridiculously important game for Carlton. If they lose this game, there is no way they make finals. I can't see a world where they don't tag Josh Kelly. That's just me personally. It, it might happen. And like, don't get me wrong, it's a VC, so if he does, whatever. I just think Kurnow still, when he applies himself to a pure negating role, he's the best tagger in the game. I think by, by none. I think he's better than DeBoer personally. So uh, that's why I don't like it, but I can see why the appeal is. And we do have backup options on the Sunday game which is um, either Tom Mitchell, who has hit a rare patch of form, I don't necessarily love Tom Mitchell.
0: No, he can break out 70s as well. He's, he's you well, want to rely
2: on him. He's playing seventy thirty mid-split now, mid-forward split, and that works if he's going to kick goals like he did last week and, and get a lot of contested positions in the forward line. But if he does, has quite 30% forward, that's really going to impact his overall scoring. I'm not necessarily confident in that. I really, really, really like Darcy Parrish this week which is why I'm, I'm going to be banking on the captain option, obviously. But we don't have the twi- twin towers, so it's a nice. Um, I think if you don't go one of the dogs, um, and, or Lockie Neal or, say, a, a Lions with, with no Zorko is good. Um, maybe one of the GWS Carlton game, but like you've got well, Kelly and Walsh, and I just pointed out the reasons why I personally won't do it. Uh, but I do like the backup options on the Sunday.
0: Yeah, actually, exactly. I'll probably be going. Exactly. I'll be going VC McCray into probably Neil. I think hoping that McRae will at least get me a nice one twenty five or so, and then just bank that for consistency.
1: Mm, Even be. Zach Merritt is just a safety option. You know, he's going to get yeah. one twenty. Uh, it's just that's just what he does. He's not going to go massive, but he's pretty safe.
2: So basically, uh, one if- thing I will say is that um, uh, Clarko has shown the propensity this year. If a mid gets off the leash, so if Parrish has got twenty touches at halftime. He'll tag him in the third quarter. So who with though? Uh they've been using what uh, Warpal has suspended. T- War-
0: suspended oh. one week.
2: And da- is Daniel Howe? Um, he in, might play. Roles?
0: No, he hasn't been really in best twenty two. I think how yeah. interesting. Warple Warple's suspended for a week. They've so used- that's, that's really why I ask. I'm like, who, who's tagging? I was just like, um, Warple did- suspended, mate. That's
2: right. He got a week, didn't he? Yeah, he got a week. Unlucky for him. At least it's not eight to ten
0: like fucking Darcy Moore. Oh, still going. Uh, look, I think that that wraps us up, Swizz. Mate, thanks for hanging around and um, enjoying. Look, it's a bit of anarchy here. Round fourteen, you gotta you gotta embrace the chaos. You do. You've got to. But, uh, yeah, absolutely. Let us know how many people you are thinking of starting this week. Who are you relying on? Which rookie are you dead set certain to get on field this week? Um, what are your thoughts? Let us know. Are you in the twelve to fourteen bracket? I would like to know which supporter, which person in the community has the least players on field this week after they've made four uh, four trades? Let us know.
2: Before we go I just want to say congratulations to Nathan Barkley on a stupidly epic career with Collingwood Football Club and uh, wish him all the best and I hope he coaches again because I think he's actually a very, very good coach.
0: What's funny is if he stayed at Brisbane he would have been a triple premiership player, Chris.
2: (laughs) Wow, I've never heard that one before. Last time I heard that I fell off my dinosaur.
0: Chris, you cannot (laughs) say these things.
2: Yeah, yeah, I literally can. That's what I do. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: That's so funny. Last time I heard that, I laughed so hard, I fell off my dinosaur. Yes. There we go. That'll wrap Thank us you. up.
2: Thank you,
0: everyone. Like, subscribe, shout out. I don't even know what we're doing today. Look, we've had fun. Let us know if you've had fun or if you just want us to shut up. Go for that, also. We'll talk to you later. Cheers, guys. Bye. Cheers. Yeah, thanks, Swiz. Swizz, say goodbye to the people.
2: <laughs> <laughs> See How was your burger, Swiz? Hey, it was good. Are we done? Yeah, no, not yet, but we will oh, be wow. here.
1: My burger, my burger was good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> thanks, swizzy Have a good one, mate. Well, thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.